This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Healthcare reform, not ready to be discharged yet. America's healthcare reform may be out of the emergency room, but its prognosis remains sketchy. Passage of the historic 2,400-page legislation that President Barack Obama signed into law on March 23rd by no means ended the health care debate, say Wharton experts. It just splintered one massive question mark into a lot of new big ones. Quote, The fat lady hasn't even come on stage yet, says Wharton Professor of Legal Studies and Healthcare Management Arnold J. Rossoff. The current legislation is going to be in play for a good long time. End quote. Rossoff notes that the new law is, quote, an important step in the right direction and believes it will open up business opportunities. But questions from employers across the country have already arisen about how to implement the new rules and what they mean for business. From public sector to private, the focus now falls on a jumble of loose ends that need to be tied up. Many of the legislation's much-touted cost-cutting measures could backfire, some say. And the ugly political wrangling backstabbing and partisan bickering that marred the bill's passage has raised questions about Washington's ability to manage future crises. After all this, the ultimate fate of health care remains up in the air as opponents seek ways to challenge or undo the reform. As it stands now, the reform is expected to ensure 32 million more Americans by mandating that all U.S. citizens carry health insurance and providing government subsidies to help those who can't afford it. It requires states to set up market-based exchanges so individuals without insurance can find coverage and bans insurance companies from denying coverage for pre-existing conditions, imposing lifetime caps, or rescinding existing coverage after a person falls ill. By 2014, it also requires employers with more than 50 employees to offer affordable health insurance or pay annual fines of up to $750 per full-time worker. Some business groups, such as the National Federation of Independent Businesses, have said the legislation places an unfair burden on small companies. Quote, Forcing employers to offer health insurance, plain and simple, will cost America jobs and revenue and inhibit small businesses from growing, the Washington, D.C.-based group said on its website. It's a bad idea anytime, but is particularly destructive in the current economic environment. End quote. The reform has a variety of implications for human resource departments, says Wharton management professor Peter Capelli, who studies workforce issues. He notes that employers are trying to figure out which employees will be covered and what the ramifications of the new law will be. For example, the law says full-time employees must be covered, but what constitutes full-time? In a recent column for Human Resource Executive Online, Capelli writes that many provisions in the healthcare overhaul spill over into other human resource issues. Quote, For example, an employer cannot pay for the costs of mandated healthcare through reductions in wages. But how will that be assessed in practice? Capelli asks. Will any reductions in pay become suspect as a result? End quote. The overhaul could also change the way companies recruit and retain employees. Quote, Offering health care benefits will no longer be a big source of advantage in recruiting, Capelli suggests. 
While this may never have been a big deal for larger employers, it did matter for small ones. At the other extreme, some companies may try to structure themselves to remain small enough to avoid coverage under the Act. Others may decide that full-time employees are now too expensive. Will this contribute to greater use of part-time employees, temp workers, or independent contractors? End quote. In addition to the recruiting question, offering health insurance may no longer provide employers with an advantage in retaining employees, Capelli notes. Before the overhaul, some people with health issues stayed in unsatisfying jobs because they were afraid they might not be able to get health insurance if they switched employers, a phenomenon known as job lock. Theoretically, this shouldn't happen under the new plan. That means some employees who have been holding on to jobs they don't like might finally decide to jump ship. Quote, How big will the uptick in turnover be as a result, Capelli asks? Probably not huge, but possibly notable. End quote. A $5 billion question mark. Human resource departments are not the only ones with questions about the bill. Quote, There's uncertainty even about what's in the bill, says Mark Pauley, a Wharton professor of healthcare systems, business, and public policy. This is because the reform calls for a number of changes but doesn't explain exactly how those changes will be made. The legislation reportedly falls back on the phrase, the secretary shall, more than a thousand times, Polly points out, which means they turn it over to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services to figure out how to do this. End quote. Loose ends include details of the high-risk pool option, which the government is supposed to create within 90 days of the bill's passage. Quote, Nobody knows how that's going to work, Polly says. The only thing we know is that they're going to put $5 billion into it. What the coverage will be and what the subsidy will be is up in the air. End quote. State-run health exchanges are also a big question mark, notes David T. Grand, a senior fellow at the Leonard David Institute of Health Economics at the University of Pennsylvania. Quote, each state will be responsible for setting up its own health insurance exchange, Grand says. That could translate into some state exchanges working better than others. Quote, if you do this 50 times, some states will do this very well, and some might not do this very well. End quote. Cost containment is another big issue, says Polly. A number of measures in the bill supposedly slowed down the rate of growth in health care costs, but Polly is skeptical that all of them will work. Quote, My slogan on this is that if there were an FDA of cost containment, none of these measures would be considered safe and effective, he quips. Polly agrees with some of the measures, such as trying to reduce the rate of readmission to hospitals by letting nurses counsel patients or requiring checklists in hospitals that remind workers to wash their hands and sterilize equipment. Other measures look less promising, at least in terms of cost, he says. For example, the reform encourages more preventative care, which is good for patient health, but does not necessarily improve the bottom line. While studies have shown that preventative care saves lives, it doesn't save money, Polly notes. The bill's emphasis on community rating is another component that could backfire. Community rating is when insurance companies offer the same premium to everyone in the community, regardless of age or health. Politicians often claim that community rating will lower the costs to high-risk individuals, Polly says, but they often leave out the flip side of the equation. 
that insurance companies will probably respond by raising premiums for everyone else. Quote, Community rating will not lower total cost since it just averages the costs of different risks, says Polly. Compared to basing premiums on risk, community rating lowers them for high risks and raises them for the more numerous lower risks. End quote. The result could be that people in the low-risk groups might decide to stop buying insurance altogether, since the penalty for not signing up would be less than the increased premiums. Quote, From an insurance point of view, the theory is, I might as well wait until I get sick. End quote. The reform's approach to undocumented immigrants could also cause unintended cost increases, according to Grand. Specifically, the legislation prevents undocumented immigrants from buying insurance in state-run exchanges. Quote, That seems a bit punitive and counterproductive if the idea is not to use tax dollars to pay for care for undocumented immigrants, Grand says, because they will show up in hospital emergency rooms. End quote. Wanted. More management talent. Wharton management professor Lawrence G. Hrabiniak is less concerned with the legislation's minutiae as he is with the big picture. Quote, The health care overhaul raises many questions about the bill's costs, effectiveness, and political viability. But it also raises questions about effective management, he says. The bill is terribly complex and opaque, but it is only one source of problematic complexity facing decision-makers in Washington. The federal debt looms huge and, left unfettered, will create major financial and fiscal crises in the future, while burdening U.S. taxpayers tremendously. The intelligence community has problems that defy easy solution. The viability of Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid presents major challenges. Immigration issues, record unemployment, the economy, infrastructure repairs, energy questions, wasteful earmarks, etc., only add to the multitude and complexity of the issues facing leaders in Washington. End quote. The healthcare debacle, with its political bickering, name calling, blocking tactics, lack of clarity of costs and benefits, length and general painful legislative process, makes me wonder if our leaders can handle the many complex problems facing the country, Rabiniak notes. Are our decision makers up to the task? Can the politicians ever become effective strategic managers? The healthcare overhaul suggests to me that the country lacks the management talent to handle the mounting problems facing the nation. End quote. Rossoff echoes that concern. Healthcare reform devolved from a policy debate into a political game, he points out. Shame on these people for allowing it to become so political. Rossoff, who has spent five years studying how Argentina, France, Italy, Japan, and Singapore made the transition to universal healthcare, believes the United States has made a major step by passing health care reform, but it remains in jeopardy. Quote, The stars are just barely in alignment to get reform passed now, Rossoff says, but it's not solid. It could be significantly rolled back. There's a tremendous amount of state pushback. End quote. More than a dozen states have filed suit in federal court, challenging the validity of the health care mandates. Some states are working to pass laws to counteract parts of the health care reform, and many Republicans are gearing up for an electoral battle this November in hopes that they might muster enough votes for a repeal. Quote, I believe that Republicans should take the unequivocal position that if they are given a majority in Congress in November, they will stop the implementation of the government takeover. Phil Graham, a former Texas senator, 
wrote in an op-ed piece in the Wall Street Journal on March 26th, quote, And if a Republican is elected president in 2012, they will do with Mr. Obama's health care bill what the American voters will have done to the Democrats, throw it out, end quote. Rossoff suggests this is the wrong approach, quote, Instead of wringing our hands, look at all the ways we can meet the challenge to deliver health care to the population, says Rossoff who believes the overhaul opens up business opportunities in medical information technology, education, retail stores, and methods of delivery, among other areas. Quote, Change brings pain to people who are too heavily invested in the status quo, but it brings opportunity to everybody else. Adding 32 million people is going to put stresses on all of our systems. We're going to have to create more doctors, reorient who does what. By starting in the direction of universal health care, we have committed to making major changes, and these have tremendous business potential. End quote. Grand also sees opportunity. He believes that the mandate for coverage increased the likelihood of substantive discussions about cost containment. Quote, the requirement that people have health insurance is the transformative piece of the legislation, he notes. Everything follows from that. No longer is the starting point whether to expand coverage. The debate going forward is how to do it and how to make it affordable. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.